Hey guys, this is a super important little mashup uh, on the podcast. Uh, I, I think a lot of people like to blame. We surely love to fucking blame. Boy, do you love to blame. You woke up this morning blaming somebody for something. Listen to this very, very, very carefully. Put social media in perspective. Is it a change agent or is it a mirror? This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be Open forum, go D. Um, no, I just think we're living in a really interesting time and I personally, coming from the vantage point of fashion and, ha- and uh, being our 10th year anniversary, I'm having a hard time grappling with the way that the world's moving, especially now that you know I have a niece, a nephew in my life and I'm watching you know the interactions and the way the digital is affecting them. I see. Mommy you, and daddy. You feel bad about that? Everyone's on their phone. I do. because I, I think, think your niece and nephew should spend more time on technology, not less. I really do. I, I understand, but I want to, you know, I'm saying things here today. I mean, the Hitler thing, I'm going to have to deal with. By the way, Jesus. real quick, I didn't mean it to everyone. I mean, like, my, my great-great-grandparents got killed, like, buried themselves. So please, before I have to spend an hour and a half on Twitter apologizing, I hope everybody understood the tongue-in-cheek of that. But I do hate Tom Brady at a level that is ridiculously uncomfortable. That's why I but didn't tell you he was niece, my best friend niece, of all my the sports niece, friends. The niece and nephew thing, like, this is what parents do of every generation. Your parents' parents made them not want to watch Elvis. Right, like Madonna was scary for kids of my right. age. Like Miley Cyrus twerking a couple minutes ago, yeah. six years, seven years ago, right. is lame on Instagram. What world do you think your niece and nephew are okay. going to work it? Do you want in? me to explain? Do you what want me to really just get do you think to the meat of the in? issue? Do you want me to just really dig deep and tell you what I'm really trying to say? Sure. It's not that I'm worried that they're going to be privy to like whatever on Instagram. It's not. It's not like some sort of censorship. What I'm worried about is the way that. Social media has the psychology of it, how it's yeah. affected human relationships. Can I throw and, a curveball at you? Sure, and what we owe each other as yep. people and what friendship let's, really let's, means Let's now. talk about it for a minute. Sure. A lot of people want to blame a lot of kids' troubles on Cyber social bullying. media, right? Yeah. Cyber, I want to blame it on the fact that parents are teaching kids in their first 15 years that they want everything and they're the best and teaching no reality of confrontation. When you give eighth place trophies to a seven-year-old, they have no understanding how to deal with anything. So I think one of the things we do all the time is we blame other forces, not ourselves. When you have a country that goes through 70 years of prosperity, pretty consistently, we get into third generation dynamics where people worry about what milk is in their Starbucks and they think that's a bad thing. Like we just have no context of real life and so I think what we've done, Liz, no, I agree with you. I mean, this is the world you're interested in. We want to blame things like that. We all got bullied. We just lived, a lot of us who are over 35 lived in a world where when you came in second place, you cried because you lost. And now you, you know, I mean, I think we have to really be very thoughtful about the way we're parenting. Your sister, no matter what, is parenting in a fundamentally different way than your mother did and a fundamentally right. different way that her mother did. And, and, we, and like anything, you can overcorrect in one way or the other. The micro-analyzation of, every, like my parents didn't know anything that was going on in my life. Like, and, and you take the generation above me, they literally knew nothing because they threw them outside and they went. We need, here's where my point is. Facebook didn't make you vote for somebody. 
we, you know, bullying, like this goes down to- Russia maybe did. You know what I mean? It sure didn't, because you clicked things that made those ads show up in front of you. We have to take way more responsibility before we blame social media and technology. And until we start taking accountability, which we have fundamentally avoided for the last 50 years, we will lose a lot of these micro battles. So cool, you wanna blame technology or something else, but maybe if you taught your kid how to take a fucking L in the first 10 years of their life, maybe they'd know how to take an L. Oh, oh Andy was Snapchat. excited about your no, Snapchat yes, question. Yes, I have two teenage kids on Snapchat and everything. And um, it's such a great platform, but it's such a bad platform, don't you think? I mean, well, how, um, how old are your kids and why do you think it's bad? Yeah. Okay, 15, 17. Okay. Um, and Snapchat disappears, right? Right. So these kids are growing up in a society of sending things out and everything disappearing, and they have no um, accountability for anything that they're doing. Well, let's, but let's, then when, Michelle, let's talk about this. You and I grew up in a world where everything we did disappeared. There was no documentation. Correct. When you went on your but phone, when but, you went on your it phone, it wasn't as instantaneous as this is. Sure, it, like sure it was. No, this yours was instantaneous too. When you went in your room, locked your door, and called your girlfriend on the phone and said stuff, and di- right, it would disappear. Nobody, as a matter of fact, it never had the chance of appearing. Everything was disappearing in the way that we grew up, right? True, true. But I think this is more dangerous. <laughs> well, tell me why, why it's more dangerous. Well, because I think that that they don't understand. At their age, everything that they're they're doing. I mean, are you are now, you talking about? When, when, well, let's let's define it. Are you talking about sending each other nude pictures? Yes, okay. absolutely. That's fine, but I think I think what really where you have to take this is where does that all go, right? So I think mm-hmm. couple things. One, for all these nudes that everyone's sending, there's two things that I always tell parents. Number one. It's remarkable in these trillions of nudes that are being sent (laughs) how none of them are showing up in other places, right? Number two, a lot of parents call me and go, Gary, I'm scared if my son, you know, girls mature faster than boys. It's really interesting. I think people are really surprised where most of my DMs come from, from parents. Uh It's more Mm -hmm. parents of boys worried that girls mature faster and they don't want their boys being spoiled and I laugh what? and I'm like and I'm like I'm being serious I, and I laugh and I go but I still agree with that see, see? wait wait what's she, she she agrees with that here's what? here's what I always remind parents Michelle I remind them that their boys have the internet on safari on their phone yes. and they are far more likely to go to pornhub <laughs> than they are to get a nude from some girl in their class and there's a naivete and a fear that's associated with parenting. I mean, look, Michelle, your your brothers, if you had them, or your friends in your class, they went to 7-Eleven and stole Playboys. Like, boys will be boys at some Mm -hmm. level. Like, maturity's gonna happen. 15 and 17 year olds are gonna live through their thing. I think we as parents fear new technologies without fully going through them in like what's actually happening because again, our generation, we're, we're renting VHS's from the video store and waiting for parents to leave to watch like a porn. Like there's just this extreme like demonization of new technologies while humans are still acting the same. Yes, I, I do agree with you to some point. I just think that it's definitely a bad platform too. <laughs> Yeah, but um, but but I think you haven't. Not, but you haven't given the like. You haven't given the like. I, I want to agree with you if you would give me something that 
is tangible. Saying that 15 and 17 year olds don't fully understand is a universal statement. Okay. You and okay. I at 15 to so, 17 so here's, didn't here's understand. The, here's another, <laughs> here's another, here's another one. Give me. Um, a friend, a friend of mine's son posted a picture of a handgun, but it was really just a, an airsoft gun. Okay. And he got suspended from school. Okay. No tolerance. Yeah, but, so but like he to me, didn't realize what he was yeah. doing. He thought he was being I, cool. Mm-hmm. I got it, but but couple right? things, couple things. But let's talk mm-hmm. about being suspended from school first. Let's mm-hmm. actually like play it out. How devastating or upsetting is that in the macro? For me, it's a non-event in actual life. It may be embarrassing for the mom to have to explain that to the other moms, but in the scheme of human life, being suspended from school feels awfully minor. And I can tell you 87 different stories. Uh, in my school, uh, a ki- there was something called pantsing. There was a very big thing that happened in junior year of my high school. Here's what it was about. You would, and people are laughing, so I guess it was universal, not just in Jersey in the 90s. <laughs> pantsing in my high school was you would walk in the halls and people would try to pull down your entire pants. Oh my God. Multiple, multiple kids. Great, so multiple kids in my school got suspended for pulling the pants down of both boys and girls. Literally walking through my high school, I would see naked kids because somebody was behind them and literally not only, and if you were really good at it, you could also get the underwear, which was extremely. That's terrible. I'm being dead serious. So, so. You know, so I don't know. I don't want to call out their names because a lot of people watch this shit now. But like, people got suspended in my school for pantsing a girl in the middle of the whole school. That's also embarrassing. That wasn't Snapchat. Snapchat's not dangerous. Kids are doing dumb shit from 13 to 20 because that's the evolution of a human. That's where I would right. go with it. I don't think Snapchat is the problem in the scenario of kid putting up you know, a foam gun. I think kids do dumb shit and they play out digitally or in real life. I would ask parents across America, what's worse, foam gun on Snapchat, by the way, in today's environment, so I have empathy, or yeah. boy pulling down girls' pants, catches underwear, and she's naked in front of the entire school. Both feel pretty difficult to be palpable. What I'm saying is, do you know how much dumb shit kids are doing in real life, and you have <laughs> no idea they're doing it because it's not being documented? We need to, we oh, need to. I'll never say not my kid either, because you just never know, it could be my kid tomorrow. Yeah, I think oh. it depends on the person, really. I mean, it's not really, I, I don't think it's the, the like Snapchat or Instagram, they could post whatever they want on Instagram. They could post whatever they want. They have, I mean, kids have like Finstas now where they only accept, you know, 10 kids and they're posting tons of different right. kinds of pictures. I think it really depends on the person and what they're taught. Like for my, for me and my parents, for example, they always, for, from since when I first got a phone, they said, whatever you put out there is out there forever. Whether it's on yeah. social media or even in real life, whatever you say to someone, it's like, Every, it depends on the person and I think what they're taught and what you taught your kids and if you trust your kids. I, I mean, I'm not a parent. Yeah, and, and <laughs> that's, that's, listen, you can come from your perspective. Look, look, I think, I, and Michelle, I'm so glad you called because there's so many interesting conversations here. Number one, yeah. what does society accept? Let me talk about my career. Uh, in 2009, nine years ago, I started putting out business videos on the internet. I was scolded. If you go look at the comments, I was scolded, Michelle, scolded for cursing. Like it was completely unacceptable in in so many people's eyes. Now Mm -hmm. it is just so much more minor 
to most people's eyes than it was just 10 years ago. So I think the other thing is, who's the judge and the jury? Like, I am super duper not concerned about my child being suspended from school because I disrespect the institution of a <laughs> high school. And I think, things, mm-hmm. I think things evolve. I think the question is intent and who's the kid really in the scheme of things because I think this, Michelle, I think you and I can both agree, both of us did some dumb shit in high school. Sure, the everybody end. does and if they say that they didn't, they're lying. That's exactly <laughs> right. So I think what parents have to reconcile, if I think most parents are actually more worried about the judgment of other parents because they know their kid and they know if they're a good kid or a troubled kid, one way or the other, of how it all plays out. Do you know what I mean? I do, because I tell my kids, I don't care what everybody else thinks, I only care about uh, you two and what I think. That's, that's, I really don't care about other people's judgment, but I'm just saying, as kids too, and as society, they're being looked at. I mean, you know, girls send nude photos, it's like someone pulling down your, it's not the same as someone pulling down your pants, but you're, you're allowing yourself to show the world everything. Uh, Listen, and I get that, and listen, no parent wants to have the visual of their young daughter sending nude photos to somebody else. I I have unbelievable amounts of empathy for that. I think what I'm most fascinated by, and this is super philosophical, which I think is always dangerous because when these things (laughs) become real to people, they're like, that's cute, Gary, that you're talking about empowerment in an 80-year window around how social media plays out. I now have today a 17 year old girl and I'm worried about this. So first, I, I made a rule a long time ago about like getting into people's business, not their marriages, not the way they raise children. But I will say this, yep. demonizing platforms that are exposing you, not changing you, is something I think parents need to be more thoughtful of in 2018. Right, mm. because because it's not it's not Snapchat. Like, like No, the, it's not Snapchat. It's just the platform that they're using to That's do right. these things. That's right, but then the That's question all. is why- and I understand the question, that. The question is why are they doing these things? For example, I ripped apart po- a mother- Popularity? Yeah, well, um, I'll, I'll, or something else. I ripped apart a mother privately who I'm an acquaintance with who got very upset about my points of view on social media and things of that nature and I was eating it but I was sitting on something and just to like play it out, basically I told her in not so many words, Maybe if you didn't keep telling your daughter when she was eight, nine, 13, and 14 to get skinnier, maybe she would have mm-hmm. better self body image and maybe she wouldn't have played out that way. So parents love mm-hmm. to blame social media and they love to blame other kids, but they're not paying attention when they snap at their daughter when they're 11 and they're eating a cupcake and they're reinforcing to their daughter that that mother has judgment on that girl's body type. Correct, So Correct. I think, like, I, I think there's an unbelievable lack of uh, responsibility by parents right now mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you know there's a lot going on and I just think a lot of parents don't want to take on accountability for what they they're don't. doing I, right Michelle you know this you're in the trenches they, no they pa- don't they absolutely don't want to take on accountability and they turn the other eye that's they right the other way social media the other thing. social media has been the punching bag current punching bag of parents who don't want to take accountability for the fact that they did not raise their kids with enough self-esteem to mm-hmm. be able to navigate in today's world. The end. Right, I, and by I the way, agree. And by the Always. way, Michelle, let me give you a counter argument real quick because this has turned into a very important conversation. Mm-hmm. What about- There's pan- so much more to talk here. This is there, just surface talk. <laughs> well, what's funny is we went down one route. I gave you the example of mom making daughter insecure, thus daughter's looking for positive reinforcement. Where's she gonna get it? From going scandalous to 15 year old boy who gives her positive reinforcement. Mm-hmm. Let me go the other way. 
The mm-hmm. other thing that parents have to recognize is if you tell your kid that they're great at everything when they suck at singing, <laughs> or when you give them a ninth place trophy for tennis and make them everyone feel like they want. Well, then, when everyone gets trophies, when they get to 15, yeah. 17, 19, 22, and the world kind of takes over and they're out of the parents' bubble, and they're like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. I'm not the best, and I've never dealt with adversity, and my parents taught me that adversity is bad, all of a sudden they're crippled by adversity and they act out in a different way. This is a very, this is a very important Absolutely. time for parents to step up. Parents are becoming more removed and selfish about their own lives than ever because parents are younger than ever and they want to still keep on living. And so what they're yep. doing is they're pointing fingers at social media platforms and it's a very important subject that we need to talk about more. It is extremely important and this is surface talk and if you ever want to talk about it again, I have so much to say about it. <laughs> well, get, well before, listen, we're here and we're here right now. Yeah. Like, like, and, and honestly, I think it's important because look, baby Ariel has to sell some fucking books and, and, and I will tell you that knowing where she went with this book, this is a book that I think parents and kids both need to read because it's gonna give them insight. While we've, I, I want her, I've been talking a lot because I'm very passionate about this. I'm gonna, I want baby Ariel to talk about the DM yeah. she's getting from 13, 14, 15 year old girls and what they're saying about their parents. I'm gonna let her do that. But I'm not gonna, I'm yeah. gonna let you say something here, Michelle. Give me, you just said you have something else to say. Give me another data point of things that you find fascinating. Oh, well, I'm just referring to this. I'm recently divorced, and I'm now I'm at a point in my life where I have to try to rebuild my life and, and then make something for myself because in just a few years, my kids are often on their own. But yet, it's this, this push and pull because I don't want to give up my kids and, like, let's say, use the word abandon. It's not the right word, abandonment. But I still need to rebuild my life, Such but yet point. still continue to guide them to make sure that they're making the right choices in their future. I can't, you know, just walk away, but there's gotta be a balance there. That's, that's, such, so, a, between that's, your, that's such a good point. Between what you have to do professionally, the fact that you have to now play in a new personal environment and you need to be happy before you can any, bring any mm-hmm. happiness to your kids. I mean, to your point, right. all of these things are so circumstantial. I love when people are like, point at other people and say they wish they were them and I'm like, yeah, but tomorrow that person could become terminally ill. Like nobody right. knows anybody's details and that's such a good point. Yeah. I mean to me that's to me true. that's it's what my friends uh, laugh at me. They laugh at me because I've become a stair climber where I climb the World Trade Center. Um, I climb Empire State Building. Um, I just applied for the lottery for the Eiffel Tower. But then awesome. I'm, I go hot air ballooning. <laughs> I'm gonna be in the Macy's Day Parade and carrying holding on to one of those um, balloons uh-huh. in the Macy's Day Parade, and you know, and I'm hiking, I'm doing all these things, and my kids are like, "Wow, mom, that's so inspiring!" And I like pull them along with me to like Love do that. these out of the box type of things Love because that. I think it's really important not to be pigeonholed into everything. But I want to hear about the book. So. <laughs> Instead of the book for a second, because uh-huh. we'll close with that. Tell me and tell everybody who's watching who have no fucking idea because 14-year-old Sally is sending you messages. They're not walking to their mom's room and saying, let me tell you everything. Uh What are the common themes when you read stuff about what kids are saying about their parents? I mean, it's a lot of, I think right now kids, a lot of pressure that they're getting from their parents to a lot of comparing their kids to other children based on what they see. I think parents are now on social media more and they see other kids. They go on Facebook and they see Stacy's kid and this person's kid and a lot of comparisons between, okay, why aren't you more like this person? And for this kid, they, being not comfortable with themselves, they go on social media and to find this, you know, their comfort, which I don't think is right. And they 
compare themselves again to another kid. They compare themselves to every social media, every magazine model, every single person on social media, and they're already getting their that pressure from their parents, and they're already getting the what's it called the comparison from their parents, and now they're, they're doing it to themselves, which I don't think is right. Of course, I think you to go on social media. One thing I learned is you have to be comfortable with yourself first and you have to be comfortable enough to put yourself out there as who you truly are or else the comments will get to you. Um, And I think also with more parents, um, just in terms of school, they feel a lot of just pressure when it comes to school, when it comes to why aren't you doing football or why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? Why aren't you starting your own whatever, because they see all these other kids doing certain things. Right, and, and what's really interesting is they see all these other kids and people haven't quantified it. There are a couple thousand kids breaking out mm-hmm. and there's tens, if not hundreds of millions of kids. Mm-hmm. So like people are comparing themselves to the 0.1%. They don't understand the talent that is involved. We've quantified the talent of being LeBron James. We have not yet quantified the talent of being Baby Ariel. We haven't. Exactly. Like just to give you a, a nice like compliment, like we are not in a stage yet where we understand being an influencer and being a travel blogger <laughs> is work and talent. Uh-huh. And now because of the way I think a lot of social media influencers present themselves is, oh, here's my everyday life and here is me and blah, 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 blah. And this is what I'm doing. And parents don't understand why their kid can't do that, for example. And kids or, don't understand why they can't do that. Exactly, they because they see they, us just being ourselves. Yeah, they and, think they're gonna go outside, take a picture of their first Instagram, put a really rad filter on it, add a couple cute words, and four minutes later, you know, you know, uh, Nerds Candy is gonna give them 50,000 bucks. Exactly. <laughs> literally, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Michelle, thank you for calling. Good luck with everything. Thank you. Can't wait to see Michelle on the Macy's Day Parade. Uh, I want to ask you about the danger of it, though, and I showed this picture earlier, and I'd love to get your take. I I recognize this is important, but here we have two people on their wedding day, okay? Take a look if you can. They're each looking at their phones. On the biggest day of their lives, they are heads down. Can I ask you a question? Everybody seems to be heads down, checked out, empathizing. It seems to be the last thing they're doing with each other in person. No, what's happening is that same couple took a moment 20 years ago to not talk to each other. They just didn't look at their phone. What if they're texting with their grandmother who's in Florida and couldn't be at the wedding? What if Let they, me ask what, a question. Gary, what, what if they if are they, looking at how many people like their wedding photo? That's the thing I'm worried then about. Then that's what they wanted to do. What this phone has done has exposed what we actually want to do instead of it being in our head. Hmm. It seems uh-huh. like what we, what okay, about? Right, right, okay, okay so. Swell Designer asks, I'm curious to know what your thoughts are on tech consumption by young children. This is an interesting one because I, I've done a lot of lucky, serendipitous piggybacking on today's questions because I just went into that and you know, kids are all up in this right now and I think it's evolution. I mean, if you were to ask the person that was like me during the caveman days on, on his or her show, what you think about humans that look like us today, 
all of you cave men and women would be like, no, uh, 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 terrible. But we've evolved and I think that children are growing up with technology. We are definitely going into that futuristic world um, and I think it's great. I think that they're going to be different versions of us but that's not bad. I'm not the dad that's gonna be like, get outside and play. Of course I want them to be healthy but don't forget, our kids are eating a hell of a lot better than any of us. All our Big Macs every day are a hell of a lot different than kale chips that we're all growing up with now and so there's trade-offs. You know, maybe, uh, not to mention more people work out now. So, you know, I think they're, more, they're gonna be more informational, excuse me, less information smart because it's a commodity because anything you wanna know is here. And I think they're just gonna be different characters and so I'm super excited about it. I think it's, uh, I think it's uh, phenomenal. Uh, I love that children are growing up totally different. I'm cur- I-, I love that I see Xander thinking everything swipes. Um, there's some downsides like everything else. I'm worried about them being as active but you can, if you're a good parent, you can do whatever you want. Um, but I'm not restricting hours of a second screen or third screen for my children because I think it's actually prepping them for the world that's actually gonna exist, straight up. It's kind of almost like alcohol, right? Like kids like want to drink because in America we don't let them drink and so like, you know, the kids that are gonna be restricted to one hour a day are gonna overvalue this. And so, um, I'm just, I'm very fascinated by it and I'm a very go with the flow kind of character. Uh, And I'll also adjust to the reality of how my kids adapt to it.